thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. podcast you must be uh mr brad over there uh let me check yep andrew yep it it is me and we are the show that critics say keeps rising again just when Mm. you think it's dead Mm. we're the final girl yes (laughs) hell yeah yeah we're in the halloween season yes we are yeah, this is like uh, what a time a, to be alive. It's a reoccurring theme on Span of Void that Ryan, this is Ryan's favorite time of the year, and it, it's mine too. I mean, mm-hmm. like of all the holidays of of the year, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Yeah, by Good. far. Good, and and it 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 coincides with beer because you know all the different. St- you know, stouts and pumpkins and all that stuff. And yeah, then the beers start getting a little great. warmer. You know, you get to delve into that uh, weird genre, the the creepiness of uh, movie making. Yeah. And we're not talking about Harvey Weinstein. No. Uh, God. <laughs> we're talking about Fuck that more. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that's all that's wrong with Hollywood. We're talking about all that's good in Hollywood. Yeah. The good kind of bad. 
yeah. the uh, it's the time of year where you can convince your friends to watch a, sh- a schlocky movie under the guise of uh, oh, it's the season. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, wanna, do, I'll wanna... do this in the summer too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, absolutely. want <laughs> absolutely. Mm. So, yeah. but as our namesake says we have to do the brews first yes so what are you having tonight i am enjoying a citrus citrulicious ipa from urban south mm-hmm. and uh, that is the name not necessarily the descriptor although uh it is a wet hopped ipa from um, a seasonal series that urban south is doing uh that's a brewery down here not too far from me it's a seasonal uh series that they're doing um, that is very hop forward and hop centric. So this is a wet hopped IPA. Um, they used whole cone citra hops, and uh, it is very interesting because it's um, it is hoppy. That first sip, you get the hop flavor, but it's also very light. Like it washes right away. Kind of um, a um, hits you with the hops first and then just kind of like a soft citrusy, almost like for lack of a better comparison, almost like a lemon lime Gatorade, like just, no, yeah. A, so it's a, like a sweet citrusy uh, finish, very light body. Mm-hmm. It's uh very, like a zesty. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, uh, really enjoying it. I gave it a three, seven, five on untapped. Um, and uh, it's always always nice when I'm I'm learning more about the aging process as I keep getting these beers that I'm hoarding for who knows who knows why because um, well, I can I guess yes. um, the, for the zombie apocalypse yeah yeah you, I'm gonna need those uh, Bourbon County stouts yeah. um, <laughs> they're probably pretty flammable. Yes. Nah. Um, Let me have a sip off this Molotov cocktail before I yeah. throw it. You're wasting good alcohol, buddy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the hop forward beers, I guess um, that's all about freshness and getting something that's brewed and canned two miles away fits that bill perfectly. So Nice. Very good. Very good. <clears throat> I am now way I've, – I've – broken the shackles from my my uh, master zed mm-hmm. uh your pnw taste excursion yes. so i've gotten I've, I'm, I'm back into central pennsylvania nice and i'm drinking a, a silent disco ipa wait have um, you heard about these things before like a literal silent disco no i i have no idea why they why they named it this Okay. Please tell me. Please tell so, me. So apparently it's like a dance that everyone goes to, but oh, ev- they all have their... everyone has headphones in. Right. And there's okay. something really, I mean, it's very stupid, um, inherently stupid, but there's something interesting about it to me. Like, this seems, this seems like the kind of the good kind of bad we were talking about. Like, this might be fun. I don't have right. to it, listen to it, today's hits and I could still be around other people having a good time. And this this might be this might make sense because like this kind of beer, like for um 
for people that aren't into IPAs or into the the heavy hop, mm-hmm. like this, I may be at a party and this is the beer I'm drinking, but no one else would be drinking. Uh, you know, yeah. and then you get that kind of feel because this thing is is a, a a disco ball in your mouth as far as hops go. Nice. Um, uh, on the side of it, it says, uh, "Who brings the f- who brings fruit to a party? You do." Mm-hmm. This unfiltered, pillowy IPA packs a head-spinning, mouth-pleasing, disco-friendly blend of fruit-forward hops, notes of pineapple, passion fruit, guava. Uh, melon and happiness um and it is a like when you say hop forward mm-hmm. i mean it's a hop like uh offensive line running nice. through your palate uh it's it's a it's the flying v as it as it were <laughs> into your uh into your mouth I and uh, it's, it's really good like it this is uh this is not a drinkable beer, like a multiple, probably a two drink, two beer uh, type of thing, because it wrecks your palate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I think by the third or fourth of them, it you'd be done. But this is there's this is their deal. Like, um, on almost all their beer, not all their beers, but a lot of their beers uh, from. Oh, I didn't say who this is by. It's by Funk Brewing. This is, uh, you know. 30 miles away from where I live and um but on a lot of their beers it's like it says drink fresh do not age yeah sorry and, uh, there's like no that's all right you're having a having a, a fight a moth just <laughs> there's like a fruit fly and then all of a sudden this moth uh, and I hadn't seen it in a moment and apparently it morphed into a moth you have like a mini uh Godzilla <laughs> yeah what is episode in your <laughs> In your house, Mothra comes in and takes out the fruit fly. Yeah, and I'm I'm so uh, conscious of, I I can just see myself swatting this glass off and like, well, that'd just yeah. be a disaster. So, kind of these it would be fitting, right? Half-hearted. Hey, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. Um, but anyways, this is a really good beer. Like, it's a well-crafted beer. I mean. Well, maybe not. I don't know if it's well-crafted beer because they just threw a ton of fruit and a ton of hops in. So, like, but it also has to taste good, and it does. Right. Um, you get you get this hardcore fruit at the front, mm-hmm. and you got that like huge, um, like layer of hop on the back of your tongue for the rest of the night. Um, and I will be tasting it all night long. So check it out. I gave it a four point two five. Oh, nice. Um, one because it's local. Two because it's a pretty goddamn good beer. Yeah, nothing wrong with having a good beer. No. Nice, that's awesome. Um, I like that the um, the 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 palette records the the enamel animals. It's just kind of <laughs> like I like that. Whew. Uh, I heard that somewhere. I can't, I can't take credit for that, but I can. I also can't cite my source. So, um, yeah. You heard it here first, yep. or at least I did. Yeah, the uh, nothing wrong with that. Just uh, exercise caution, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> one other, uh, I I threatened that I was going to a Renaissance fair, mm-hmm. 
and uh, they have a little microbrew at this uh, at this Renaissance Fair that I went to. Excellent. And and for more stories on the Renaissance Fair, please tune in to Stan- Span the Void next week because um, I had a fantastic time, and yeah. the beer was the worst thing there. Oh no! And not that it was that bad. I had a a, a stout. That was uh, it was decent. It was it was it was okay, um, uh, but the the, uh, the fun I had at the Renaissance Fair was amazing. It was a movie within itself. It was it was just great, and like people letting their freak flag fly, and uh, uh, I, I I coined a new term, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I I call it free freevage. Mm. Sounds like cleavage, and it is. And <laughs> you are, and you are almost obligated to look at it because everyone's sporting mm-hmm. it. Okay, even the dudes. Yeah, so it's a free pass. Yes, it's to a look free at pass. cleavage. Mm. Yes, freevage. I love it. All right, <laughs> I so am in. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a rent fair? I have not. Dude, go. Like, if you can find one somewhere, it is such a, um, God, I like, and I wax on mm-hmm. forever on next week's Band of Void, but like, it is such a breath of fresh air. And like, you go in with all like the troubles, you know, you have work problems, mm-hmm. you, like the country's going to hell, you know, whatever your political political leanings are yeah you know you're just you're frustrated by everything that's going on you walk into that place and everyone is happy they're doing their thing nice. um it's not that diverse but <laughs> it's 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 a happy a uh, bunch of happy humans in this place and uh it's worth it it was nice and i went with my family and we all had a good time so mm-hmm. Check it out. And usually they have a lot of either ales or meads flowing. Yeah. So uh, thus the uh, tangential um, uh, uh, whatever to this podcast. Yeah. So. Well, we've de- I, I've got the need for mead. <laughs> I do. I've only had like one or two like authentic meads. And I've enjoyed them, so. Good. For what it's worth. Um, so you've had, like, you've been, uh, based on your other podcast, mm-hmm. Matt and Andrew versus Society. Um, yeah, baby. You've had a um, influx of people coming into your life, or, like, people coming to visit you. Hey, so, like... There's some, there's obviously some local brews close mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, do you steer the people based on the person or based on the beer? Like, like whenever you're going out and having fun and doing um, that kind of stuff, like, how do you, how do you, uh, reconcile that? Honestly, what I'll do is just kind of throw out names and, um, names and, and areas and, uh, if people want a specific recommendation, I'm I'm happy to give it. Um, but all of the breweries around here seem to offer a little bit of everything. Um, like Nola, which is a stone's throw from here. That one, um, 
they have a, a solid core offering of beers and it seems like from March till September uh, they have a ton of sours and I know that like if couples are coming in a lot of times like uh, the girl is into sours or like sours and um, so that's always a a good um, common ground yeah um, but I I think that most are of you the looking more that for ambience or are you looking for like uh, I guess that's probably the thing okay yeah I so there's this place, Parlo, which is great. It's a small little, um, it's like a 12 tankard operation. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, it's uh, got a little kind of brew pub area and then a big like lawn space where you can sit and got like tire swings, like um, tables made from like repurpose shipping containers stuff like that um mm-hmm. kind of appreciate the outdoors a little bit well when the weather's the way it is down here right now because it's been like 70 during the day for the past two days which is insane nice. insane um and i know living here i'm still pretty new to the area but um having visited a lot i <laughs> would not have guessed it possible <laughs> <laughs> but um so that's that's a place that's going to have great atmosphere um, where you can kind of just enjoy other people's company um, and kind of just enjoy being outside um, in uh, in a neighborhood setting. And uh, they have the they have the the twelve beers and they kind of run the gamut. Um, they have they actually have a really good uh, porter. I think it's a it's of the local breweries that I go to. It's definitely my favorite right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like if you're looking for ambiance, that's a good one. Um, Nola is nice. Uh, it does have like a balcony, which is cool. Um, and Urban South, I think, is more of. It's a little more of a parents hangout. I know I've complained about it on my other podcast before when there's sometimes where it's just crawling with families. Um, but it's just a huge warehouse. So it's not like, um, oh, this place is really cool. I mean, the, it's pretty much this place has good beers and there's going to be a ton of picnic tables and that's pretty much right. it. So, um, a little bit like Revolution Brewery? Yes, a little less polished of a presentation, but right. but yeah, like revolution. Um, but yeah, it's as far as actual beer selections, though. I think everything's got like I have my favorites at each spot for sure, um, but everything's it, you'll be able to find something you like at at all of them. So. Um, I know, uh, so, um, friend of the show, Brennan, uh, when this was his first time at Parlo, uh, this past weekend, and he's coming back down this weekend and he wants to go back. Um, so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. Cause I feel like, um, a lot of stuff, there's a lot of good bars here. 
and they're right. going to have more stuff to do. Like you want to play air hockey, foosball, pool, darts, golden tea. I can point you in that direction, and you're going to be able to get good local beers either on tap, or in can, or bottle. Right. Um, but yeah, if I if I just had a friend visit who's into beers, then I guess we'd probably just go to all of them, <laughs> as many yeah. as we could hit. Um, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And then we'll uh, go out. Yeah, yeah, and then and then let's go have some beers and. And figure out where we stand after this. <laughs> if we can. Yo-ho. Anyways. It can mean a couple things. Yes. No big deal. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> well, let's get into some movies. Because yeah. I got I watched a shit ton of... Oh, by the way. Yes. People, sorry. We're... Eh, not late. But we skipped a week. Yes. Eh. And it's through no fault of our own or your own. I mean, it's just life gets in the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or life finds a way or. Yes. Something like that. Someone, some, uh, chaotician once told me that in a little movie that probably no one else saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're back doing it. Um, yep. cause I miss it when we don't do it, but, uh, but in the meantime, like yeah, it gives me more opportunity yeah. to watch more movies. Yeah. And, yeah, we got a ton to talk about tonight. So oh, yeah. I'm anxious to talk about it. Well. Um, I'm um, going gonna, gonna to start it. Yeah, please do. I'm curious to see how this played out. So I uh, watched a movie called <clears throat> Not – I'm going to say it the way it's supposed to be said. The Lost City of Zed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just exactly. like it already. No, uh, because that is actually the way it is is talked about within the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, star, starring uh, Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his... Uh, damn it. Hold on. Sorry. That's all right. Internet's running a little slow, as it tends to do in this place. Robert Pat- Pattinson... No, uh, nice. In a great little role, which I loved, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, was in it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, directed by uh, James Gray, who also do- did some movies um, that you probably haven't watched, The Yards, maybe, or Odessa, no. or Little Odessa. Anyways, um, so this movie, uh, it is the story of uh, who, uh, Charlie Hunnam is the main star, and he plays uh, Percy Fawcett, and it takes place in the very early 19, not 1900s, well, yeah, the 1900s, mm-hmm. the 20th century, uh, so it's the turn of the century, and um uh it's when britain is at its probably most potent uh it's it's um it it has claims all around the world and they're doing a lot of exploring and claiming territories and all these kind of things mm-hmm. and he plays a uh an, an army at at the time an army major and who has some um 
It's a biopic, okay? Mm-hmm. And he he plays a army major who has some um is is haunted by his father's legacy, who was a drunkard and uh had potential but never fulfilled it. And he is trying to outrun that um that that stain on his family name and is trying to go out on his own and maybe that uh fuels him to go out. And his his uh his what he wants to do is go into the Brazilian rainforest or the Amazonian rainforest or that whole area and find this lost city there. Um, at the, this time in history in mm-hmm. the early 1900s, there is a, um, uh, it, it is very, it's, it's right. It's, it's not too long after Darwin and there's that whole thing of it's not frenetics. It's uh, uh, there's there's a people are obsessed with class and um, the superior race, okay? And like mm-hmm. they're obsessed with like there's no way that there could be this like ancient civilization because we are the most evolved people that have ever lived. You know what I mean? And he is obsessed with finding this, this, uh, culture in like the hidden cities, like Machu Picchu Mm -hmm. or the Aztec, uh, kingdoms or the Mayan culture or whatever. And like, we know now that yes, there was (laughs) evolved cultures before us. Um, and but at the time he was fighting against that and this like this is the story of a guy who who uh did all this exploring he fought in world war 1 um he did all like he was like just um just a man's man he, like he was he, like he's done a lot more than what i did like i go to work every morning mm-hmm. and he got to go explore so um but so I guess I, so it's a biopic and it tells a story, whether it tells the story or not. Like I did some Wikipedia research and stuff like that on it. Um, it, it does a decent job of telling the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's, it's not too bad. Like, um, because it's, it's, it's a, uh, two hour and 21 minute movie. Um, it goes pretty fast because it's trying to shove a lot of story because this guy lived a full life. And um, Charlie Hun- Hunnam's good at at portraying it. And the, the director and the, the writer do a decent job of trying to convey it. Um, but there, like, there's so much more that could have been told in mm-hmm. this story. And they, and they, they spend a lot of time on some weird, uh, well, not weird, but like a little bit of a, um, it, the fights that he had, that he had just to go over and do it, whether, rather than showing what he did, you know what I mean? Like he, he had to fight to do this. Like while people were, uh, discovering the South Pole and the North Pole and all this stuff, he was 
he's like trying to stake his claim in in the jungle and and no one really had a lot of faith in in him because of his family name mm-hmm. and it was a they spent a lot of time on that rather i would have rather seen like all his um acumens and like what he actually did and this guy seems to be some kind of a renaissance man and uh a crazy person at the same time <laughs> uh, based on the research that i did but um overall it's 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 kind of like a if the history channel tried to do an indiana jones movie <laughs> you know what i mean and like it it, it it's it's a it's slow paced and mm-hmm not quite as fun as it should have been. Um, I gave it a seven because I did enjoy it. And I like, I'd like um, certain kind of biopics when I'm interested in the, uh, the person that it's portraying. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would recommend this. It's, it's a little bit of a, I mean, it's two hours, 21 minutes. That's a long movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and, it, but it's, it's like at its core, it is a epic kind of movie so mm-hmm. yeah i would definitely um i would su- i would recommend this movie it's uh streaming nice. on amazon right now uh i didn't think charlie Hunnam was that great of an actor he pulled it off i enjoyed uh i think we've talked about this before uh, robert pattinson is actually a decent actor yeah and I think he's been pigeonholed a little bit because of the mm-hmm. whole Twilight definitely thing, and uh, and it was fun to see uh, Tom Holland show up in the second half of this movie as yeah. Spider Man. I mean, I watched this within you know five or six days after watching uh, Spider Man, and it was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> hey, so, that guy. Yeah, he's a good. He's a great actor. Love that guy. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Awesome, if you can. And that's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, you know, lots city of said. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked out. Shot in the dark. Shona. Shona. And what'd you watch? Oh, I watched a little movie called Coraline. Mm-hmm. I've uh, heard things already. And then I drank way too much and watched it again. And I've heard things <laughs> a second time. Yeah. And then a third time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Coraline is an animated feature from 2009. It was nominated for, uh, but did not win best uh, best animated feature. Uh, but it is the story of an adventurous girl who finds another world that is strangely I- a strangely idealized version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. Um, so it was written and directed by Henry Selick. Henry Selick is. Um, not famous for being the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, everyone thinks that Tim Burton directed it, but Henry Selick is the director of that movie. Um, and uh, his, so this is right in his wheelhouse. This is stop motion animation. Um, and it does at times, even though the art style is different, um, you can kind of see his technique, see some of the parallels of how he animated um, A Nightmare Before Christmas, which to me is is not a bad thing. Um, it's adapted from a Neil Gaiman book, which I have not read, so who knows how that is. I'm sure it's better. It's always better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Dakota Fanning, Terry Hatcher, and John Hodgman. 
Uh, Dakota Fanning is uh, like Coraline. He does a great job as uh, Charlie Jones slash the other father. Um, yeah, the voice acting in this is great. Uh, Dakota Fanning, I don't know if I've ever really enjoyed her in anything. And uh, I love Oh, you didn't this. like, you didn't like, um, Maybe it? I have because uh, I've forgotten the the first thing that comes to mind is War of the Worlds and right and whew. you like her now? No, uh, no, can you believe it? Uh, so shrill. She's a kid. Kid actors have kind of a kind of a thankless job in a, in a lot of ways. They're supposed to be annoying, and then when they do it, they're like, oh man, that was annoying. But you know, mm-hmm. oh, she's great in. Uh, uh, Man on Fire, though. Yeah, yeah. See, I I can't think of like when I think Dakota Fanning, I think of um, War of the Worlds and I how nauseating been, she was in that. But she's yeah, she, she's probably done a ton of stuff. I just can't. and she's been working hard. Like she's mm-hmm. had like stuff every year. Like she's a working actor. Yeah, absolutely. And she's probably a pretty decent draw. Um, I, I know she was in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Hmm. I know that, uh, when she, that was probably well before War of the Worlds. Um, cause she was really young in that. But anyways, uh, she was, she was fantastic. Terry Hatcher, fantastic. John Hodgman, fantastic. Um, a whole bevy of, uh supporting characters um just the the voice acting was great from top to bottom uh the story is um uh Coraline moves uh with her mother and father to a uh a Victorian house um but like another couple rents the basement there's a a circus performer who rents the top floor and um the the landlord lives slightly off the property and there's a mischievous cat hanging around and Coraline is bored out of her mind and till one night she has what she thinks is a fantastical dream where she travels through a door in her living room to an alternate dimension that is uh, it, like it said, an, an idealized version of her home life. Everything that she's unhappy about at home um, s- seems to be rectified in this this dream world. And uh, you know, wild as fantasies are possible, it's beautiful. It's magical. Um, it's whimsical. Uh, there's alternate versions of everyone um and they have buttons for eyes and and that seems to be other than the amazing stuff that's happening that seems to be the only difference in the in these characters and that slowly unravels she realizes it's not a dream um, and this is a plot to trap her in another world that has been designed to fulfill her fantasies ultimately so that the villain can um, drain her her energy, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
But this movie, I loved it. It uh, captured my, uh, to, to coin a phrase, it captured my imagination. <clears throat> well, and like, it just so... it looked beautiful. Uh, the the score was incredible. The voice acting was great, and the story was. Um, it wasn't. The story was serviceable. It definitely wasn't all style over substance. Um, but it's a story that you kind of like. Oh, you know the the person that you think. Uh, has your best interest at heart doesn't, and then the person that you thought was, you know, oppressing you and holding you right. down is actually the person who loves you most. And and uh, but it just um, it breezes by at uh, you know it's an hour and forty minutes. Um, good for kids, you think? Good for kids, yeah. Um, there's a couple scarier moments towards the end but i mean it's nothing that you wouldn't see in um like a toy story or something like that like toy story 3 yeah there's nothing you wouldn't see in in toy story 2 either with the prospector well yeah um nothing you wouldn't see in that nothing um nothing too too bad i've but i feel like um like i just felt uh, a warm feeling like this, this movie was a nice, like warm blanket. And, um, nice. and it, it had this air of familiarity to it without feeling, um, predictable or, uh, we've seen this before, um, anything like that. So the, the, um, animation company that does this Leica, I believe they're named after the first dog that NASA sent to space. Um, mm. they, they definitely have a style and, um, I love the movie Paranorman. Um, and, uh, so you can see kind of the parallels in that too. So it, it's kind of intertwined with these other, uh, animated features that I really <coughs> love. Um, so maybe that's where the familiar familiarity comes in, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like you. Uh, if you just let this movie wash over you, there's no way that you can't enjoy it. Um, I gave it an eight because uh, I'm trying not to. I felt I feel like I've been a little too liberal with the uh, the nines. I feel like that's something that needs to come with time. With time, I could see myself bumping this up a little higher. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I uh, like it. I will watch this. Like I've been I, like I'm always looking for mm-hmm. stuff to watch with Liam, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> one of the movies I'm going to be talking about a little bit later, um, it uh, it uh, like it's a kind of hit and miss. Like, and if there's a lot of care taken, and it and I think we've talked about it a little bit before is where like the different kind of animation, like you have to vary your animation. Like, like mm-hmm. how many different kinds of animation styles are there out there? You know, like, right. um, you know, whether, you know, all the greats, you know, if you look just through Pixar's, uh, repertoire, yeah. you know, you go with Wally or toy story, or you go with, I mean, cars is more of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Or if you go in, just like, if you go with those different styles of animation, mm-hmm. 
like it sets themselves apart just yeah. based on the animation it, itself and then you have to put the story in with it and then you know go on from that so uh yeah it, it it's it's important it's important the story is really important but also mm-hmm. the style in which they portray the story yeah i think is really important as well yeah because if you're going to do something like that like you said that you, you do need to differentiate but um it needs to be interesting because it's part of the appeal. Like a lot of, um, like there's no like, oh, this is appealing because it's a live action movie. Of course, it's right. a live action movie. That's kind of the the um, the norm. Um, but it, it's kind of like the same thing with shaky cam. Like if you're gonna do a shaky cam movie, you need to do something that'll set you apart. Otherwise, you're just another shaky cam movie. And right. and animated movies, I think they have kind of a similar hump to get over with um, maybe um, with, with older audiences um, Mm -hmm. just because it can be very quickly and very easily perceived as, Oh, this is a children's movie. Right. Yep. 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 For sure. For sure. Oh, beer's good. Mm hmm. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, really liked uh, it. Um, <laughs> I'll pro- I'm actually going to check it out then with with the boy. Hopefully, he likes it. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, because like that's one of the things that I have been having fun with him is mm-hmm. finding things that he likes that I like, mm-hmm. and like inevitably, like if it's a good movie, he enjoys it. Like I watched Spider Man with him. Yeah, recently, and like he enjoyed it. Like it was because it was fun and. You know, there's some dark yeah. parts, and like he's like, "Why is that guy so bad?" <laughs> like, well, it's Michael Keaton; he's not all that bad. Yeah, uh, he's he's actually can he's do like no wrong. <laughs> he's literally never done a bad thing, but he's no. he's portraying a bad character. Yes, yeah. yes. He used to be su- Bat or <laughs> Superman. He used to be Batman, so mm-hmm. he's got that going for him. Yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of which, I watched. Um, uh, the Iron Giant with nice, boy. Yeah. really, oh boy, yeah. So, um, so in 1999, we get a uh, like a straight up cartoon mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah, and he loved it. I mean, it was bad. Like he 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 was fascinated by it because, like, I have a certain rem- like I watch this movie probably 10 to 12 years ago mm-hmm. and I hadn't revisited it at all. And I just remembered, Oh, I thought it was pretty good. And then I, I showed it to the boy and he was like, he was engrossed in it. Like good. he, he actually cried when we said, okay, we gotta, we gotta go up to bed now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, we were like halfway through. He's like, and I had to go to work in the morning and, and, uh, Brooke, Brooke said he wanted to watch it first thing in the morning. They finished watching it <laughs> on a Saturday morning, which is really neat. Yeah. So, um yeah and uh so yeah check out the iron giant it is um i don't know where it's streaming i don't know if it is streaming or not uh but yeah he enjoyed it a lot good yeah i think that's a great movie so um what did you think of it well oh, i guess I, uh, yeah oh you've seen uh, it before you've seen it yes before. yeah yeah uh, um so you know and it it holds up i mean good that's that's the bad the bad part is the animation um it's a little it feels it feels dated, but I think mm-hmm. they were going for that in some parts. But I, I, 
um, I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to say. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking back. Like it definitely does have the feel of something that was. Um, it feels like a like a late sixties Disney cartoon animation style. Yeah, it's a little choppy, a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that, but. Um, uh, but I mean, the story itself is great. I yeah. mean, it's fun. Um, and it's like it's it's not clean. It's not like safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little worried because there's like it's it's not all fun all the time, and it was fun, or, or, or it was fun for us. Right. It wasn't. You guys fun. were able to yeah yeah muscle through. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, I like that movie a lot, so I'm glad. Uh, uh, it is streaming on Netflix right now. So. Oh, nice! I did not know that. I, I'm glad I I have the sensibilities of five year old because I I think it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It's fun. It's a fun watch. Yes, uh, absolutely. And yeah, and yeah, we get uh, Vin Diesel mm-hmm. being the uh, playing yeah. the Iron Giant. Playing a another Groot role. Yeah, another one of thing his... like sixteen words in the whole movie. Yeah, his another one of his unforgettable performances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, nice. So, um, to piggyback on that, I also watched uh, an unassigned movie. Uh, called an open secret oh yeah i was gonna watch it i was gonna watch a different movie um i was gonna watch a more seasonally appropriate movie um but with the um harvey weinstein thing being being heavily featured in uh in the media now there's been some uh kind of a re resurgence of interest in this uh documentary it was directed by amy berg um, who is uh, known for uh, documentaries. She was actually nominated for um, for her documentary, Deliver Us from Evil, in uh, 2006. 2006. Um, and uh, that was about a uh, Catholic priest who... Um, kept being relocated uh it's kind of uh what is the journalist movie jeez it um Um, michael keaton and uh yep that movie yeah that one um so it's kind of kind of about the same what a what a great movie podcast (laughs) yes we are we're killing it right now yeah uh kind of um a a uh non-fiction version of uh that deadline or what is it spin city <laughs> i think that's what it was um vice viceland yeah. uh it is uh it's an investigation into the accusations of teenagers being sexually abused within the well this is industry. the uh whole cory feldman like uh thing right like he yeah whole- yeah he um there's a couple he doesn't um l- make himself accessible for this movie, but there are a couple of clips of him on like talk shows and stuff like that. And, uh, and 
yeah, it's it's scary and it's really sad and it's really fucking disturbing and it is um the only thing that I could think of was it it's um it's kind of like the the uh Joe Paterno thing for me um where like obviously the the criminals are the people perpetrating these acts but these guys who know about it are I don't want to say just as guilty, but well, they're not. They're, they're not. No, no, no. They're not. They're not just as guilty, but they're despicable. For yeah, because it's disgusting. Because what it seems like is because they have all the power in the world. They they do. But you're talking about people who are um, equal pillars in 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 this community, and they don't want to say anything because this person's about to make them a lot of money, and yep. it's. It's fucking disgusting because it's not fucking worth it. No. And it's, um, f- from a technical standpoint, the movie could have been a little better. Um, and I think there were some limitations and we're even seeing it now, um, where victims are not, you know, hand over fist, like, you know, clawing like they can't wait to come forward. That's not the case right. at all. Um, this, you have to like pry it out of them. Like right. there's, there's there's things that they can lose. Yeah, they have things at stake too, and they. Um, I would. I, I'm not blaming the victims, but I'm I'm trying to kind of maybe identify what they they maybe like feel complicit in it. Where like them not saying anything ultimately results in someone else getting hurt by someone's predatory behavior, but it's not their fault. They they are the victims. Well, um, no, and like they think at the time they think they're the only one. Right. Yeah. And you're talking about like a 12 year old boy hanging out with a 40 year old guy, and all of a sudden, you know, he's like, "Oh, you know what a blowjob is?" It's like, hmm. that's not that fucking kid's fault. He's 12 years old. This yeah. is this is pre-internet, so it's really not his fault for not knowing. Yeah, that I, that's one of the the biggest thing I hated about the whole Paterno thing um, is the the guy that was the um, the Mike McQuarrie guy, right? So he walks in on the mm-hmm. the Sandusky mm-hmm. in the shower thing, and like everyone on like everyone was like, I would have kicked that dude's ass, like you know all that stuff, but like. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, it was in. Well, of course it's in a movie, but like <laughs> it's in Usual spot, Suspects. Like yeah. when you know, can you shoot the devil in the back? Right. And, and like, can you? Can well, you do hey, that? Are hey, you, there you go, Brian Singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's pro- he's probably going to be the next guy to go down. I hope so. And, and like, if if all these things are true, then mm-hmm. he should. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. hopefully he does. And like. Yeah, it's great. He's a great filmmaker, but hey, I fuck love off. I love X and, too. Like Roman Plants, suspect. Fuck but. off. And uh, Woody Harrelson or Woody Harrelson, Woody, Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Harrelson, you stick around, buddy. We yeah. need you right now. We need your oxygen bars and your your weed. Yeah, you you seem like you're into the fun kind of trouble. Exactly. Yeah, but like it's it's that it's like can we make money? Can like let's mm-hmm. let's let's mm-hmm. go along to get along. Yeah. type thing and it's disgusting it is and like we're all everyone saying it what they would have done 
but you're not in that position no, to say no, exactly. And that's and, and here's the thing, right? It takes and like this is for another podcast, but it takes good journalism mm-hmm. to break this story. It mm-hmm. takes people spending months and months and months and in interviewing people and doing all these things. Like whenever yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a time where it's fake news, fake no, right? This is what good journalism will uncover and 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 we need these gatekeepers yeah and these people to expose this kind of uh the the power yeah that that runs amok well it's and it's I, incredibly terrifying um because i don't know if you read this but i was reading about how nbc really tried to kill the weinstein story yeah 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 and that and the nypd why? Like, what do you have to gain? Why? I like. I just don't understand it. And and I'm not. Um, I'm saying that as someone who's uninfluenced by that world and that that amount of money and that power structure. But I'm also someone who's almost thirty years old and understands that. You know, it it's not a lot, but you know, twenty five thousand a year can you can live moderately comfortably. Like you yeah. just need to like get fucking over it. Like it, your, your Hollywood career might end. Yeah. But again, I, I, um, that was, I, I don't mean to say that cause it really is important that the victims are, are treated as victims and, and not as, well, it, it's not the victims that you're talking about. It's more the people right. who, yeah, the people who are complicit there, whose or, silence is dangerous yeah and it takes real journalism Mm -hmm. and we see that in the movie like the michael keaton movie that we can't remember spotlight and yes and you know all the president's men that kind of thing where we see where like and that's why we need that the fourth estate you know and it's important for whistleblowers and that kind yeah. of stuff. And everyone's saying, oh, they're out for it for um, uh, money and all that stuff. But, like, it's so, so important. Yeah. And, like, this whole fake news thing, it's a dangerous, dangerous precedent. Because press, not precedent, precedent? Press. Precedent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm glad I kind of I... signed it to you. Well, here's the thing uh, that's great is it's on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you can go check it. Um, the quality wasn't great, um, but I, I I muscled through it. Um, and like I said, there's there's some things that seem kind of like limited by uh, based on access, based on people willing to, to talk about these things. Um, but just some really gross stories that really kind of make you like, I don't, I, I don't want to watch another Brian Singer movie. Right. And, Oh, do they really expose him <sighs> enough to where you're like, cause I remember when the accusations first came out around the time that, um, I think apocalypse was coming out that, um, X-Men apocalypse. And that was when, uh, or was it first? Did he do? I know he didn't do first class, so he it must have been uh, Days of Futures Past. Whatever X Men movie it was, it, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, 
I remember hearing about that stuff and, and kind of not thinking much, um, not much about it. There wasn't a lot of information out there. Oh, I didn't even know he left. He left us. Mr. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I powered. Th- I didn't know <laughs> that you were hmm. gone. <laughs> um, when the singer thing came out, there wasn't a lot. There didn't seem like a lot of weight to it. Like it was just kind of a blurb and then it kind of went away. It's not the type of thing where like this Weinstein thing has snowballed. The Bill Cosby thing has snowballed. Um, well, I think guys like uh, Oliver Stone are going to go down. Uh, like I've heard things about him. Really? Like it's it's going to like snowball. Like this is one of those things where it it just keeps going. Look, I hope it does because even if look, I Chinatown. I love Chinatown. Yeah. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. It's one of my top five favorite movies. I could live without it. I I love it, but. If it if that being wiped away from the history books means that a fucking dangerous sexual predator was behind jail, if I had never saw it, I wouldn't know I was missing it. Yeah. Um, and it just it just has to stop, and it, it's it's unfortunate because I don't really know, and I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, I know we don't reach a lot of people here, but like if there's something that I could do to change it, like I said, I'm I'm I can't see myself going see going and seeing another Brian Singer movie. Well, and that's one. I mean, that's that's yes. It's $15 out of that pocket. And yeah. whether that's a a meaningful thing, but like hey, he, this guy allegedly mm-hmm. like has some questionable things. Yeah. Like are you willing to like and, and what's crazy is like they the don't people even... the people that are starring in it, the people mm-hmm. working on it, like they all know this, right? Like yeah. it's common knowledge. Well, like, yeah, are, that's why they call it an open secret. Is Yeah. It's 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 a weird weird thing. It's mm. yeah. And uh so like the the stuff against Brian's like it's not even like they rally against Brian Singer is just an example. Um but it's just enough to where it's like I feel compelled as a fan of movies, as as a, a consumer of this product, that I f- feel compelled to say enough is enough. And it doesn't – like little kids, terrible, uh, women, t- the, anyone. I mean, I know yeah. uh, Terry Crews and the Dawson's Creek guy have been saying, mm-hmm. you know, like that this is happening across the board, like – they're just preying on anyone beneath them. And uh, it's the power thing, right? Yeah. And I've just, I'm, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore to go to movie. You. No, but I, I'm, I'm fucking tired of having to hear about this shit because there's so many um, great filmmakers who don't have that checkered past. Yeah. Just waiting to be discovered. There's so many stories to be told that if we get rid of this disgusting piece of shit old guard, the art form is not going to die. Yeah, and this guy had, like, uh, we're talking uh, going back to Har- Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's not even a fucking filmmaker. Right. And he probably like, he couldn't just... direct his way out of a paper bag, the fat piece of shit. 
Yeah, and it's like he he controlled Hollywood, like mm-hmm. not now, of course, mm-hmm. and not for the last couple years, but like for uh, uh for a fifteen year run, he was probably the most powerful man in Hollywood. Yeah, you know because he was he was a tastemaker, like he mm-hmm. was the indie film, and you know the low budget film like art. Yeah, house. Well, I type. mean, he he made Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that guy has some shit in his past too, like some weird. Yeah, if you're surprised by that, though, I yeah. got a I got a bridge for you in Brooklyn, with a for sale sign on it. Hmm. <laughs> Tarantino. You just watch one interview, you're like mm, that guy's weird. Um, uh, yeah. So an open secret. Uh, all you really need to do is go on YouTube and search an open secret, and you can watch it. And I recommend it. Uh, it's it's not the best made documentary, um, but, but it's a movie as, about as movies. far as the information and goes. And those are always cool. Exactly, I'm a sucker for those. Exactly, and as consumers of the media, um, I don't know. It just it 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 kind of lit a fire, and um, I, it, it's frustrating, um, and uh, it's disheartening, and and uh, but it, it it's informative, and it's good to know. Oh, good. So, so you watched that instead of The Den, right? Yes. I watched The Den. Nice. <laughs> um, can we pause real quick? I got to... Nope. I'm going to... Got to get fresh. Uh, you can you can keep talking. I'll find out. No, that's I'll fine. find out on Thursday <laughs> what, what you thought. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. All right. So uh, I mentioned The Den earlier yes. in the week, and I was like... Hey, you should check it out. I heard I heard good things. I'm gonna try and watch it, and then I watched uh, an open secret in lieu of that. But you no, were, and you that's forged fine. ahead. Like, I, I was like, uh, well, I'll I'll just check it out because I you said you were hearing good things, mm-hmm. and um, so the den is from 2013. It is a kind of a uh, are you there? Yes. Okay. Sorry, my. Internet is having fun again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of a found footage type thing, but it, now we've gone to the... Um, so it's found footage based on all your uh, um, internet things. So it's like Skype and YouTube and uh, Facebook Live, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this movie is told all through the lens of your device. Oh, no. Whether in the different uh, applications that it, it does, and it's it is a like a, a thriller type mm-hmm. movie, I guess. Um, um, so they did this movie again in like 2014 or 15, uh, Unfriended. Oh, okay. That okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. So this is a right. This is like and I saw, I saw that movie that. as well, and I I actually kind of like that movie because it. I, it wasn't great, but it, like they took all the uh, different like Skype and mm-hmm. you know Snapchat, whatever, all the different um, all the different applications, and they applied it to the story and tried to make it a story. And this 
this was kind of more the same. It's it's worth a watch because there, there's some pretty good jump scares and like nice. I got freaked out a couple times watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's worth its weight. Yeah, you know, um, you know, if it if it evokes some kind of emotion from you, then it's worth it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it at all. Because <laughs> I think talking about it at all will give stuff away. Fair um, it's uh, streaming on Netflix right now. It's it's a decent little movie. I I gave it a six, but I it's it's one of those six movies that is a I would recommend. Like if you're into mm-hmm. like thriller, jump scare, horror movie type things, like it falls apart at the end, but. It the lead up to it is worth the watch okay, because yeah. it it has um, it has all those good elements of a oh my god yeah this is oh that's oh yeah that's <laughs> pretty good oh my god yeah. pretty 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 good yeah um so I watched that um, I watched another documentary called Dear Zachary mm, yes. Uh, which uh, came out in 2008. Um, this 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 uh, it's a documentary about a a filmmaker um, writing a a letter, I guess, through film mm-hmm. to the son of his murdered father, to the son of his murdered friend. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yes. like, um, he's he's making this this documentary and and trying to tell the story of of a man who was murdered, and he he wants to make this film for his son. So, uh, the murdered man's son. I'm I'm really screwing this up. Yeah, I, I'm following. I'm following. Okay, okay. So, anyways, it 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 is a he's a documentary filmmaker. He's best friends with this guy. The guy dies. Mm-hmm. He's murdered, and he has a son, and he wants to make this film f- to show him what kind of a guy his dad was and his friend. And um, it's it's actually this guy is a really good documentarian like he's like he has so much access so much found footage because he is really good friends with this guy and he has like i mean in the guy when he died in 2002 or 2003 i mean he was in the age where there was a ton of video with him a lot of photos and stuff like that so he's able to intersplice um the you know all the interactions he had with him and like many, many friends, like this guy was a really good guy. He was killed tragically and he's mm-hmm. trying to tell his story. And it's, it's in a really effective movie. Um, there are some twists and turns in this. Like, I don't want to give anything away at all. Okay. Um, it's not streaming anywhere, but I will. I I rented it this weekend, mm-hmm. and I would say that it's worth worth the rent on Amazon, uh, like two ninety nine or three ninety nine or something, whatever it is. Nice. Um, it's a really 
Um, if um, I'm trying to think of some, uh, like this an edited documentary. Um, Gleason was edited okay. Mm-hmm. What was one of those, like, edited within an inch of its life? Oh, uh, Thin Blue Line. No, fuck that movie. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were saying it in a bad way. No, no, like really well done. Like the seven. The the guys from um, Atlanta. The um, uh, the, uh, the guys with TLC and oh oh um yeah uh, orga- the, the sound of noise, noise. The, yeah something of the noise or whatever yeah the, like uh, about organized origin noise. Or, origin origin of noise organized noise yeah yeah um so that one was edited like all kinds of like every like every two seconds like it didn't spend any time on just a mm-hmm. talking face right yeah like for two seconds and then it would jump to some like found footage and all that stuff it was that kind of editing in this movie it's really good really well done um just uh, not a fun watch at all but uh an effective watch yeah i'd say fair enough um and one last thing I'm sorry, I'm keeping no, going on no. about the movies I saw, but I saw The Secret Light of, of Walter Mitty, mm-hmm. a movie that has went, came and went, uh, 2013, directed by Ben Stiller, starring Ben Stiller and Kristen Wiig and uh, uh, oh, Adam Scott and uh, what's his name? The crazy guy. Uh, Penn, uh, Sean Penn. Mm. Yeah. Um, this movie was really well done. Really? Like, I really like this movie. It's, it's, a, it's quirky and, and uplifting in like all the wrong ways, but like effective and done all the right way. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, this is, um, probably Hollywood at its best in manipulate, manipulate, fashion it's it's kind of it it makes you yeah it 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 manipulates you into like getting into this character and you're like okay i'll go down the rabbit hole with you and i didn't mind and it it takes you down this journey and it it pretty much pulls it off it it was a good a good movie that has been forgotten I think. I mean, I think everyone knows like the name because it's such mm. a peculiar name. Um, you know, the secret life of Walter Mitty, but like really good. Like I enjoyed it. Um of course it's not streaming anywhere, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well I, I think I I um I did not hear you're the first person I've heard say anything good about it. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that, that might play a role. There's some it. beautiful uh, shots. Yeah. So I mean I'm looking at like it has a 7.3 uh, user score on IMDb of 255,000.5 people. Um, right. So enough people have seen this, but then I'm looking at the the meta score was 54. So yeah, it's just one and of those things. I'm I'm sure it's. I mean, it's it's kind of I don't know, uh, hand holding and maybe. A little too 
look on the bright side or, mm-hmm. you know, follow your dreams type thing. Oh, no. Never tell someone to follow their dreams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was enjoyable. Like, there's some great, great, great shots in it. Um, and, like, when Ben Stiller is at his... Like, he he's at best whenever he's either, like, over the top, mm-hmm. you know, dodgeball-y or totally narcissistic or to- totally... Well, for a lack of a better, like, uh, Woody Allen-ish mm-hmm. type, you know, so Nerv- I, I nervous enjoyed it. energy. I really did. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying that people seem to enjoy it. It's just that critically it did not do well. So and, uh, we all know you can't take their word no. for this, so. But I think that that might play a role in it being something that's not maybe as talked about as it deserves. Um, is it streaming? I don't think it is. Okay. I will check it out. I saw it on Fredo Flix. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Streaming for me? Yeah. Thanks to Mr. Fredo in Dallas. Oh, speaking of Fredo mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he turned us on to a new service. Yes. Um, do you want to, do you want to introduce it at Tubi? Tubi. Yes. Yeah. It is a movie watching service. Uh, and Brad, you, you spent more time with it, but, um, from what I understand, you just register and yeah, I mean, uh, it's all, you just have to, it's an app, right? Yeah. And, and you got to watch a 30 second ad and you and yeah, I were talking so about like, this beforehand. You, you, you pay to watch 25 minutes of ads when you go to the movies. What's, what's the big deal? Right. Yeah. I mean, basically it's a, it's a, a Netflix type app mm-hmm. where, and, and it's limited. It's not the, the amount of movies that are available. You don't have the library that Amazon prime or Netflix has, but mm-hmm. As you will see coming up in the future here, mm-hmm. it has some. It does have a lot of good stuff. What you what you are, I guess, trading off for is that in the middle of your movie you're gonna get an ad just popping up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and maybe twice or maybe three times if it's a long movie, you'll get that. And that's, I mean, are you if you're willing to do that for a free app? It's fine, but for me, it's worth it because um, (laughs) I watched another movie. Mm -hmm. And right before you uh, called me tonight, Andrew, I'm watching it on Tubi. And uh, it's called uh, The Perfect Vagina. Mm. It's a documentary from 2008. (laughs) Okay, I was not expecting it to be (laughs) a documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see the perfect vagina show up on Tubi, mm-hmm. you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on it, and like I was like, eh, what is this? And you know, uh, it was, I would say, I would recommend watching it, but it, like, they're, like, don't expect to like sport any wood in the middle of this because it is a um, yeah, because there's a commercial in the middle. 
Yes. Disgusting. You will, you will definitely lose your erection. No. Oh, um, no. I'm reading about it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it put, actually, the filmmaker, the, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. And there is some graphic stuff in it, like the cutting of labes. Yeah. I've actually, I actually saw like a, like 10 minute, like featurette about that, about like, because um, I guess it's, this is a very popular procedure yeah. in Australia because of like censorship laws where like they basically edit the labia out of the vagina for playboy type publications and stuff like that. So girls think they're like, Oh, I've got something extra here and it's gross. So it's gotta go. Yeah. And, and that's what the filmmaker is trying to do is like mm-hmm. what makes a vagina pretty mm-hmm. and i i mean for me it's all good yeah but but it, it <laughs> for actually, me what makes it pretty is is the willingness the willing yes. participant aspect of it you know, like, makes it I really can, attractive <laughs> yeah i can play with it yeah sweet all right uh, party and now it 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 actually it's a, it's a pretty decent doc because at first I was like oh what's this thing mm-hmm. you know this is just like you know a clickbait type of thing right and it actually is pretty fascinating because like it 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 talks about the um the cosmetic surgery of mm-hmm. vaginas right like how do we make this a little bit more pretty like how do mm-hmm. we make it just like the perfect nose or the perfect whatever i mean they're looking to make the perfect you know lady bits yeah and it's it's disturbing in in the way that people are going about doing this mm-hmm. you know like or like people feel that the need to do this because there is some very um like graphic and disturbing like stuff like I didn't turn away from a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like I turned my head mm-hmm. away so I didn't have to watch what they oh, were doing. Shit. It's harder when it's when you know it's real. It's not harder. No. <laughs> Ooh, bummer. No. <laughs> uh, it it's a fascinating look at it. It yeah. really is. I, I I was I was really happy I watched it. Yeah. So, but anyways, you can watch that on Tubi. And thank you, Fredo. I like that. Yeah, thank you for turning us that on to that. Fredo also just, um, while we've been recording this, turned me on to a place where I could get ordained for free. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Bless me. All I have to do is be atheist, and as it turns out, I fit their only criteria. High five. All right. So, um, have you... Anything else? No, I've, I've right yammered now? on for No, no, you're good. You're good. For you're good. Quite no, it's the, nice. The time. It's nice um that we can just kind of bounce back and talk, and talk about a lot of movies, so so it's good. Yeah. Um so I guess uh, what we need to do is uh dole out some assignments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I want you to watch and this is based all off of uh Anderson from um uh, from this well, here show. From this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Frankenstein's Army, streaming on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on Netflix at all. 
or not. But but Frankenstein's Army. Um, I think it's a found footage movie. Works for me. Yeah. I throw Frankenstein in the title, and I'm probably interested enough to watch You're it. In. So and it has Nazis and. Oh what? What is this? Story. Dead Snow too? Yeah, uh, kind of. I think maybe. <laughs> All right, well, guess what you're watching next week. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, cool. I'm with it. I uh, have... Uh, I think I kind of just heard of this in passing. There was a weird time, maybe. It probably wasn't that long ago. Not that four years ago was that long ago. But I felt like there were a couple of like Frankenstein-centric movies that came out. And they mm-hmm. all just kind of came and went. Um, so cool. Uh, Cause I'm in, uh, Frankenstein is one of the first movies I remember seeing. So, um, uh, maybe it'll hit me in the soft spot, even if it's not great. So yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, I've got a political doc for you. Awesome. Um, I've, I read a couple things about it this past week and it's one thing that's, um, been recommended if you like nobody speak, which I assigned to you, um, a month or two ago. And uh, you seem to enjoy. So, uh, Get Me, Roger Stone is from this year. And it is a Netflix original, and therefore it is streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Might be, yeah. might be a little frustrating. Might want to reach into your screen and uh, put the hurt on some people. But, you bet. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, one last thing mm-hmm. before we get into our, uh, if you want to like, I've been, I started running again and if you want a little theatrics for your, uh, your running, maybe a little bit of a movie style, uh, something to go along with your run. Mm-hmm. Like if you're bored to just listen to music or like if you run out of, uh, all the, uh, Mavs podcasts and span the void and all the, uh, broom view podcasts, yeah, um, and you want to just get by. <laughs> and this is actually is a, is a companion to that, mm. but there's an app that is awesome. And I've talked about it on span the void a little bit. Uh, it's called zombies comma run to exclamation points. Mm. And it is a – so every time you go for a run, you plug this app in and you you play it, and it is a continuous story. So, like, at this time of year, as it's dark in the morning, it's mm. getting darker at night you know, or earlier, um, you know, like, as in the northern hemisphere, we're, we're dealing with a lot more dark. Mm-hmm. Right. So like as you're going out for your runs, chances are you're gonna be running a little bit more in the at the darkness. Uh Zombies Run makes your run a little bit more fun because like you have to outrun zombies and it, it, it keeps pace hmm. on your uh on on how fast you're running and if you don't run fast enough, the zombies are gonna catch you. It's pretty and badass. It's it's a fun little app. Uh and there's an overarching story that goes along with it and you can pick up like uh, supplies and stuff as you run. Uh, it's just, it's something just to make you run a little bit more fun. And if you like zombies, then zombies run. Mm-hmm. I sound like Al Sharpton there. <laughs> I mean, or, that sounds good. Or yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Like it's a, it's a fun little app if you're into exercising outside. Yeah. So. Nice. 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 
Nice. And uh, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at BruinViewPod. Um, email us, BruinViewPod at gmail.com. Um, we're always happy to hear from everybody. And uh, Untapped, of course, is a great resource to see what we're drinking, when we're drinking it, and uh, for us to see what you're up to. And, and how we're drinking it. Yeah. And how. My, uh, my aunt used to always say that. And yeah, how. Right. Boy, that was a good dinner, wasn't it? And how. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, if you want to hear more of me, as mentioned, I'm on Matt and Andrew Verse Society every week on the com, and uh, Mr. Brad every week on uh, SpanTheVoid.com. You bet. Oh, hell yeah. You bet. You bet. Um, you might have noticed if you're listening that we uh, gave each other some assignments, but we did not do any sort of uh, streaming recommendations. Not yet. Well, that's because we've got a lot. Yeah. So um, this week we are going to be picking our uh, favorite um horror movies or or season appropriate movies mm-hmm. um that are streaming that are ready and uh available to you as uh Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh Tubi TV watchers. Mm-hmm. So uh without further ado, Mr. Brad, Let's why, get don't you, it. why don't you start us off? Yeah. So I've got I got five. Okay. All right. Yeah, five, and I'm uh, got. I got well, maybe six. Anyways, I'm gonna start off with uh, on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. stream right now is a movie called Pet Cemetery. Nice. Uh, uh, a movie based on the book from Stephen King. Um, a creepy little movie with a creepy little boy and some, um, some 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 images that you won't soon forget um this is a uh this book i think my mom told me she quit reading stephen king because of this book because she was so scared when she was reading it Hmm. uh but the movie itself it's kind of it's b it's a b movie Mm -hmm. uh it's not it like you know you'll recognize uh I don't even know who the actor is, uh, but you'll recognize him from, I think it's the Monsters. Yes, the Monsters. He's nice. he's the Frankenstein dad, but uh, Herman. Uh, yes, Herman. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good scary '80s, I think late '80s uh, movie, maybe early '90s. Nice, excellent. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. All right. I'm going to take it all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. So my my uh, number five pick here is a movie that um, if if you're a fan of movies, um, I think we kind of make these these kind of recommendations all the time where it's like, I don't know if everyone will like this, but if you're a fan of movies, this is worth a watch. Uh, so from 1922, uh, the silent film movie Nosferatu, um, also known Ooh. as the Symphony of the Night. Uh, it was based off Bram Stoker's Dracula. 
um, but they changed it just enough to avoid any sort of um, official. It's a, it's an unofficial adaptation of Dracula, and um, it's got all the earmarks of a silent film movie, um, silent film era movie, um, right down to uh, the, the graininess and kind of like weird, I don't know what it is about, like cameras now are so good that when you look at it back then, it it almost looks, um, we were kind of talking about like grainy animation earlier. There's some stuff that just, it doesn't look like it, it, it almost like jumps around like, like it's poorly animated, but it It doesn't even belong sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's a great watch. And if you're interested in horror movies if you're interested in the genre at all it's it's very gothic it's very has a very nice score obviously that's one of the big um parts of that since uh this is from the era where they couldn't have music and talking going on at the same time so well they they didn't have talking yet so it's just just music but um i think if you're into movies it's it's a great watch and it is streaming on amazon prime and now is the time to take advantage of that. We got two weeks till uh, till Halloween, so never saw it. Get on it. Well, I mean, if you find yourself with a spare hour and twenty minutes or so, I think that um, it's got great imagery. Um, I oh, I should have looked this up beforehand, but it's very um, very much the product of the the impressionist film style or, or or even an early prototype of maybe but yeah yeah visually very interesting um and as a follow-up i don't see it streaming anywhere but if you want to check out the movie the shadow of the vampire it's like it's a a um fictionalized isn't, telling of the creating of the movie nosferatu isn't um what's his name uh Willem Dafoe. Uh Willem Dafoe okay, and yeah. uh John Malkovich I believe are uh are both in it um but it's it's about the filming of Nosferatu and so the guy who plays Count Orlock who uh is supposed to be Dracula um Max Schreck I guess he th- Either he he might have been a meth like an early method actor, but he like he thought he was a vampire, and so this is kind of like a fictional telling of that, oh, okay. like what was going on in his head during the making of Nosferatu. So cool, yeah, I like that. I like the way you you did that. That's yeah, nice. yeah. I I unfortunately I don't think Shadow of the Vampire is streaming anywhere, um, but if you if you watch Nosferatu. And uh, you enjoy it, I would say it's worth plunking down the two ninety nine to rent it on Amazon. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, yeah. uh, I went from uh, schlocky kind of eighties, mm-hmm. not I mean you know kind of whatever, but I'm going to uh, schlocky. What's become schlocky mm-hmm. um, in the two thousands, and uh, I'm going. Uh, streaming on Netflix right now is from 2005, uh, directed by one of my favorite people in the world mm. because I just like him. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. I don't know why, but Eli Roth. Yes. And this is the movie Hostel. Uh, clocking in an hour and 34 minutes. 
It's a uh, it's considered horror mystery th- thriller. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's torture porn. Oh yeah, it's one of um, the uh, OGs of torture porn. Yeah, I mean it, it's what it spiral like it 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 um, it's it made people do some nasty stuff on film. Yeah, and uh, gave people some really bad ideas. But this movie itself is uh is is a fun watch um mm. because it it's it's gross and crazy and like disgusting but it also has some pretty good laughs in it yeah. and some great characters in it as well mm-hmm. um i love the structure of it it's yeah so it's good. great right it just it's opens like, up as it's almost like a, a softcore porn like male fantasy and yes. then it just completely flips the script with the hunters club yeah exactly it's it's um it's uh it you know i don't think he'll ever do any better because you know he's mm-hmm. you know i he's maybe limited in what he can do but like yeah. what he did at one point in time and i would say this what who's the guy that did um uh texas chainsaw massacre toby um, hooper uh yeah toby uh hooper mm-hmm. um you know he well he recently died right yes he did within the last couple of weeks um uh i think this is uh, the modern day Toby Hooper, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think that one of the things that gets overlooked in uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that ends up being so prominently featured in the sequel is the sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, the way that it's balanced um, with the over the topness and the overt violence. Um, it's like uh, it almost lambastes it. Like, yeah you know yeah definitely definitely that's a good um that's a good through line to draw you should do a so, movie podcast yeah no oh, that's maybe. that's awesome if i got time yeah that um i am in agreement with you um that was one that was uh in my reserves just in case that uh it didn't get talked about um so i'm glad that we were able to talk about it here because I think cool. it is. It's a it's a great movie. Um, and to piggyback off that, my number four streaming on Netflix from 2004 is the runaway uh, independent horror movie hit that um, is also equal parts responsible for the explosion of torture porn in the mid-2000s. And it is Saw, um, directed by James Wan. Um, starring Carrie Ewells and Danny Glover. Uh, this this movie, um, sure, it's it's riddled with plot holes. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, but it's an engrossing watch. Um, it is. Uh, it's loaded with these fast cuts that we now that are now commonplace. This is the first time I really saw those. Um, that kind of like almost music video direction style. Um, it's spawned uh, hundreds of imitators for a reason. And it's because that um, in spite of all the things that maybe aren't perfect about it, it told a compelling story. It told a scary story and it made you think like, hmm, well, what would I do in that situation? Um, so, as as is commonplace with all of the the Halloweens, the Friday the Thirteenth, and the uh, the Hellraisers and and whatnot, uh, 
it all starts with one really great idea and that's why it gets done to death. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's another one coming out this year, but as of right now, all of the saw films that have been released are streaming on Netflix. I, I don't, I like the second one. Yeah. I like the second one. It's like they tried to do something a little different, um, while building on the mythos. And then I saw the third and the fourth one, and I don't think I've seen anything past those, but the first one still is, it's a well-crafted, low budget, independent, low budget. Yes. Like it looks great. They, people might forget that it's low budget yeah. Um, because there's a lot of well done. Uh, it's, it's well crafted, but it's, it's a, like, make no mistake. This is an independent horror film that turned into the little franchise that could yeah. and would not go away <laughs> for <laughs> better or for worse, for worse. But it, you know, again, where it started is is really what it's all about. So, um, strong recommendation for me. Saw is streaming on Netflix. Cool. Um, my next one is streaming on Tubi. Mm. Thank you, Fredo. Uh, and if you haven't seen this movie, then shame on you. And it's about time you did it because. But and if you have seen it, it's time to go back and revisit it because it's so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, Science of the Lambs streaming on Tubi. Uh, it is the last movie to sweep the big five. Mm-hmm. Uh, best, best uh, actor, best actress, best director, best movie, uh, best writing. And like in 1991, like that's crazy because yeah. like films had divert had diverged so much and there was so much good filmmaking at that time mm-hmm. um, that it was almost impossible to do. But this movie is a perfect movie. I mean, it's a, it's a so five good. or 10 star movie, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it, it, there's nothing wrong with this movie at all. And it's crazy that Anthony Hopkins got a, a, a best actor. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oscar for like, how many minutes? Like thirteen minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's or something insane. like that. Like, it, um, you don't even realize it until you like read those stats. It's like it felt like he was omni. His, like his presence was there the whole yeah. time, and that's yeah. that's a credit to the the director. Yeah, who, absolutely. I mean, you know, or and the writing as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's streaming on Tubi right now. So, mm-hmm. like, and. You know, we, we, you know, we talk about, you know, Saul and Hostel and all that stuff, you know, where it's crazy, you know, slasher porn. This is the psychological thriller, thriller, right? It's, it's the, you know, the man unchecked, you know, the, uh, I mean, basically the, like the Harvey Weinstein men, bad men with power, you know, and, and going unchecked and you get that kind of, uh, yeah, feel. Yeah. Well, this is a movie that frustrates me a little bit. Um, Why is that? Just because it's it's a horror movie, Mm -hmm. but but um, because, like you said, it it took the big five, it it swept the Oscars, and it did. It's such a prestige picture that people want to act like it's not a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like this is it's based on um, the uh, the the influence for numerous uh, 
numerous movies, um, but Ed Gein, um, yeah. Buffalo Bill is based on Ed Gein, and uh, it, it's about a character that abducts women and and ultimately wears their skin. Um, stop acting like this isn't a horror movie. Like like the genre couldn't possibly produce something that is Oscar worthy. It, right. it kills me. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, because this movie is incredible. But yeah. like, stop. <laughs> I would. Um, but like even you look and I, I'm looking on IMDb right now. It's listed as a crime drama thriller. I mean, all those are absolutely applicable, but, um, but come on, really? Like you can't, you can't just call it a horror movie. Meh. Oh well, what can you do? As as long as people keep seeing it and keep um, appreciating it, I guess that's really all that matters. Yep, absolutely. But that's a good pick. Um, so speaking of vaginas, ah, yes, <laughs> bring it back. Uh. This movie is uh, streaming on Netflix. And it's from 2007. Uh, it's called Teeth. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I've seen ads for this or trailers. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, another kind of quiet um, indie movie. Um, a bit of a dark comedy, uh, but it's about Dawn O'Keefe, which obvious... Um, reference there uh still a stranger to her own body a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence um this is kind of uh a female fantasy yeah yeah um so it's a for a man it's a terrifying um premise but for for a woman especially someone who's who's felt wronged before in 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 any capacity this is like the ultimate like revenge fantasy mm-hmm. um and it's a at times a very uncomfortable watch um but it also does it's very dark but it does have a sense of humor to it and um i think it's a cool movie it's kind of you um it's definitely unique, uh, but it's definitely not something that has, um, I don't know. I, I think that the audience is out there, but it doesn't seem like it's connected with that audience yet. So that's a movie that's streaming on Netflix that I think, um, I think there's a lot of people out there that will enjoy it, but it's just, uh, I don't think it ever had like a major, uh, theater release or anything like that so um it might just be hopefully it's something that we turn a couple people on to but um cool it's yeah it's a good little movie um low budget uh just fun scary body horror body horror is um hmm. i think we talked about like an american werewolf in london last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago mm-hmm. um it can be a scary thing. The fly, um, you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, it, it strikes a nerve with you. This, this, like, there's something, uh, like you live your day to day life as this person and you have this understanding of your body and your, um, your skill set and your limits and all that. And then all of a sudden you find this, these, 
these things that are outside of your control in your body, it's, I think that's a good foundation for, for sure. something scary. Sure. I mean, you get with the werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, very good. Yes. I like it. Yes. Yes. Um, well, going on to my next one, uh, streaming on Tubi as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we got a, a little bit of a, I don't know if a recommendation or just a, Hey, th- I saw this movie, uh, but it actually brought up, it's a, it's, I think it's actually a good thriller type movie, mm-hmm. kind of just kind of a more, maybe more torture porn. Uh, but, uh, I don't know what year it is. Irreversible. 2002 oh. by Gaspar No. Irreversible. Uh, streaming on Tubi. Um, this is not so much the, um, you know, the horror movie. This is, this is more in line with the, uh, uh, with, you know, man's, the horror that man can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Gaspar No is a director that has a lot of, uh, I don't know. It, like I've only seen one of his movies, but I've heard enough of about what he does. And this movie is a visceral movie. This is uh, about the horrors that man can do upon himself and upon the others and upon women as well. And um, this is a hard movie to watch. Um, it's it's told in reverse. Um, it's told from you know the end of the film. You see it right at the beginning, and you. you go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and um there is some graphic violence and there is uh one scene in particular that is uh almost it's 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 exploitative and and almost uh gratuitous well it is gratuitous mm-hmm. it's almost to the point of um uh, not unwatchable but um but i think it's there for a reason um, and like I've heard, uh, the soundtrack or the, the opening credits is meant the, the, the score is meant to, it's like, uh, the brown yeah. note. Yeah. In, the, uh, the frequency the is meant to like, yeah, it's, cause... a, it's a weird frequency to make you feel like some kind of uneasiness or like, uh, a, a nausea mm-hmm. in your, um. Uh, and uh it, like this is filmmaking at its uh, most manipulative right yeah. and like it's it's there to tell a story and like i know a lot of people hate this movie and it's mm-hmm. it's uh but i think it's there for a reason like i've seen uh graphic and gore for no other reason just to uh shock and awe you right mm-hmm. i think this actually has actually something to say and i know that you disagree with me on this movie but um yeah no i hate this movie um i think it's i think it's manipulative but i don't think it's manipulative in in the right way necessarily i mean like i understand the the things that we talk about but but it also does raise um some valid questions of like what is what is justice what is you know yeah, there's the whole de- and, idea of you know an eye for an eye, and we both go blind. But well, here's here's one thing that like mm-hmm. there's there's a graphic, graphic, graphic rape scene in this movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, and <clears throat> and here's here's where I would like when everyone says this this doesn't need to be in a movie, you know, all that and all that stuff. 
That's well, fine. I, I but disagree we all, with that, too. But. Well, we all saw the uh, the video of uh, Ray Rice hitting his girlfriend mm-hmm. in in the in the uh, the elevator, right? The left knocking around. Yeah. And I think at that point we have to ask the question of what do you think domestic violence looks like? Do you think it's anything other than that? And I think that what he did there was like, what do you think rape looks like? This mm-hmm. is what it looks like. Yeah. And like, and it, it makes you actually examine it and say, oh, it's not like a girl uh, dressing too provocatively and mm-hmm. uh, saying no but meaning yes and like being titillating. At a, no, this is graphic and is disturbing, yeah. and I think it's meant to be that way. Like I actually. I, I not. That I have I, no. I, I have no problem. The this that scene is not why I dislike the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. Um, I think that it's uncomfortable with the purpose. I think that it's um, well executed and and it's a hard watch. But it's like you said. Like, what do you like? What like rose colored glasses version of this crime? Like, do you think? Like, yeah. what do you think this is? But I do, I do think that it's just, um, in its storytelling, it's just manipulative. And I, I don't want to spoil it, but the beginning end of the movie, I feel like is just so like, like the thing that it leaves you with just kind of frustrated me, maybe irrationally, but yeah, it, but it's, it's an irrational it's, movie. So, I mean, so. it's, it's, it's men at their base worst yeah you know and it's and it 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 gives you an idea what uh human humans are uh capable of i think and like it it is a disturbing movie but like sometimes you need to understand what we're we are capable capable of i'm not saying you in particular no i i I, for me it resonated for me so if you have a strong stomach and can and handle it irreversible is one that i would recommend because Mm -hmm. it is for me i think he is a storyteller and can do so like he is like a hardcore tarantino yeah and that's that's the hard thing to say yeah look i i understand i don't think it's purposeless um and that like i said i do think it it raises some good questions and and like you said, like, what do you think rape looks like? Do you think that it's like the the lighting is soft and it, it only happens after prom with someone you trust or like it's mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is a terrible thing, too. Um, and but like I, I think it does raise a great a great question for me, like what is what is just what is fair? And yeah, and it's easy to say an eye for an eye. We'll both go blind. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it does. It's, it's a movie that is about base emotions and, and those driving factors of some of the violence in the movie is just nothing but, um, instinct. And, uh, I just, I just think that it's like, I don't know. There's something about the way that it's put together, how manipulatively it's put together that, I'm like, I see what you're doing. Let's calm yeah. it down a little bit. I get but, it. Yeah. I get it. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, and it's it's also a movie that, whether you like it or not, you're not interested in revisiting anytime soon. So No, it's it's a hard watch for sure. Yeah. 
Ah, so sliding back to the uh, lighter side of vaginas. Um, (laughs) This movie, actually, uh, you and uh, Mr. Ryan were were canvassing pretty hard for this movie. I watched it. Uh, I fell for it, as I think a lot of people who maybe haven't seen it will. Uh, from 2014, a movie called Zombievers is streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, super schlocky, super um, dumb comedy horror. Uh, I wanted to, what is, and I'm sorry, I I don't think I'm stepping on your toes, but Tucker and Dale versus evil. No, you, it's, okay. it's a lesser Tucker and Dale. Yes. It's a lesser Tucker and Dale. And, and Tucker and Dale is a movie that's kind of taken on a life of its own at this point. A lot of people know about it. Um, so it feels like it might be repetitive to put it on, on, on a list here. Um, it's, it's, it's not a all out like scary movie mm-hmm. type. Um, what do you call it? Like a, a not a farce parody. A, a, yeah, parody. A love yeah, letter parody. slash. It's a, yeah, it's a send up or it's yeah. a comedic. Uh, yeah, comedic send up of mm-hmm. like all the like ridiculous plots and yeah. things that we would we would buy into with other horror movies and right. you're like, oh, this is just as ridiculous as that could be. And I think what I love about this is kind of going back to what we've discussed about Airplane is that they play this movie straight. Yeah. Like they they act like they are in a horror movie that, you know, has a real budget and has real, it doesn't have these ridiculous animatronics. Like this is just a fun movie from, from uh, start to finish and it's ridiculous and it's stupid and it's lowbrow. Um <laughs> But it all works because it's well executed. And yeah. I think they spent a good amount of time on the script, which when you're going to make a low-budget movie, writing a script is free. You can do it for you know five years, more. People do it for more. Like, so I think what I love about this movie is it feels like they took some time with the script. They understood what they were making. And everyone involved knew how to play it, so yeah, I think it's yep. a, it's a fun movie for uh, this time of year. Nice Zombievers streaming on Netflix. Sweet. Well, uh, the last one I got for the evening is uh, streaming on Tubi as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Zombie's first dive into the horror genre. Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Nice. That's been a while. Since I, yeah, it's been a while and, since I heard that name. Uh, his uh, his follow up, uh, The Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. is I think one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, this isn't too far off the mark. I mean, this is um, you get a, a, a fat Chris Hardwick, which was it's fun, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> uh, it 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 like I love Rob Zombie because he he doesn't take himself too seriously. Right. right. Like he does all the, like, like if you see, if you have a, like a tertiary glance of Rob zombie, you think he's just like some crazy weird dude. But if you, if you've listened to any, any kind of uh, interview with him, like mm-hmm. he gets it. He knows like, he's got my kind of sensibilities and like, 
he's able to tap into like his love of the the horror genre and yeah. like love of well of course the love of halloween because you know where he came from and stuff but like just uh the disturbing like he loves all the like the old B horror movies from like right. the 70s, you know, the Hills Have Eyes types things. Yeah. Um, and like he taps into that with this one. This is a B movie as well, uh, but it's well done and it is creepy and just like disturbing and all like all the crazy thing. And like Sherry Moon is like, like she's the, the cherry on top of the sherry on top. Of oh. the uh, the movie because like you get this like hot like demented uh, serial killer <laughs> in the middle of it and you're just like, you don't know how to feel you're either aroused or you're just you know you're disturbed uh, uh, just such a it's it's a really effective horror movie mm-hmm. I love this movie a lot and the Devil's Rejects is for me just as good mm-hmm. one of my favorite horror movies. Nice. Well, um, before I hit you with my number one, I kind of want to just throw out some stuff that we've talked about a lot, um, but I do think is worth mentioning. Uh, we recently discussed Housebound. Um, that's from 2014, and that's streaming on Netflix. It falls in the same vein of uh, Zombievers. N- not crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, not as over the top, but, but it is like it understands how it's. Yeah. It understands its job and, and how to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, a nice little movie, uh, nonetheless, on Netflix. Um, you assigned me a little bit ago. We talked about Baskin. Um, I think that's a great, like, s- surreal horror movie. Um, and uh, that's from 2015. That's still uh, that's streaming on Netflix. Um, I mentioned it a lot. Uh, 1987, Hellraiser is on there on netflix still and uh well that 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 goes right with baskin that has a uh mm-hmm. definite um what's his name clive barker the clive barker feel to it yeah you know? it does yeah that's surreal that kind of blending the lines of real and uh alternate realities yeah yeah both uh both great movies um talk about a lot feel like i've thrown it out as a recommendation probably more than once um but it's on amazon prime uh the original texas chainsaw massacre from 1974 Mm -hmm. um but uh my number one recommendation uh well before you do that mm. uh i think hush is another good hush uh horror movie that you assigned me uh i think it's streaming on netflix it was yeah so um it it probably still is but that's that's that was a great uh uh thriller movie Mm mm-hmm uh, that I enjoyed a lot. Yes, it is streaming on nice. on Netflix right now. Yeah, so. John Gallagher Jr., who I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane, we've talked about a lot. Um, more, yeah, more that would fall into it, right? But like kind yeah, of a thriller. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, but my number one recommendation: look, not everybody likes horror movies. Everyone kind of has a general understanding of them. So uh, if you want something that it leans on the side of family-friendly, um, it's a classic. It's uh, from, from 1974. Uh, Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein is streaming mm. on Netflix. And uh, I think that it's one of those where you, 
you don't have to have an intimate understanding. What's great about it, you don't have to have an intimate understanding of the classic universal monsters to get what makes this funny. Like, it's so ingrained in popular culture that you don't have to have sat down and watched every single um, Dracula sequel that they plotted out through the 30s, through the 50s, and every single Frankenstein from you know, here to eternity and, and to really appreciate and understand the humor, um, because it's just, it's a great blend of wit slapstick. Um, you know, there's some, some, a little more adult jokes, but they'll fly, you know, right over the head of a young kid. And, um, I think it's one of the movies where like, like, I, I think all the jokes, there's so many jokes per minute, mm-hmm. like you will catch more on like repeat physics. Right, and stuff. yeah. And I mean, you've got Gene Wilder not only starring, but he also um, is one of the writers on this. And uh, you get to really just a chance to sit back and appreciate him fully. I think, I mean, he's he's never one to get upstage. Like he, he chews scenery pretty yeah. well. Um but this is just kind of a different Terry style. guard. Or yeah. Best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Peter Boyle <laughs> doing his thing. Uh, Marty Feldman plays Igor, uh, <laughs> Cloris Leachman. Yeah. You've got a, you got a, a, a solid cast. Mel Brooks at his best. Um, uh, it's accessible. It's got the, the Halloween mood. Um, but it's, it's not going to, turn away the faint of heart and like i said it's pretty it's a good friendly a good palate cleanser yeah yeah from all the hostels and reversal irreversibles right yeah yeah and uh i love this bit of trivia that this and uh blazing saddles came out in the same year yeah it's crazy yeah 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 i mean like two like classic movies Mm mm-hmm yeah, and movies. Well, maybe not this movie. You could probably do, but uh, Blazing Saddles that could never be done again. No, yeah, and that that would not fly in today's uh, climate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, that's a good list. A lot of movies. So you guys yeah. got a lot of work to do next week. Yeah, a lot and of fun. Please let us know your favorite horror movies that yeah. are either streaming or not streaming. Yeah, and if we I haven't seen them, I'll, I'll I'll make a point into watching them. So, yeah, tis the season, you guys. You bet. So, but uh, you know, I think uh, sometimes dead is better. <laughs>